may be called invisible, consist of the whole number of the elect that have been, are, or shall be gathered into one under Christ, the head thereof, and is the spouse, the body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. This invisible church is the body of Christ, who is its head, ultimate authority, and Savior. See Colossians chapter 1 verse 18. But when the Bible speaks of the church, it doesn't speak primarily of it as a universal entity, though it is that indeed. Most often, Scripture focuses on the local church. The word church comes from the Greek word ekklesia, which means assembly. That term can be used to describe any kind of assembly, but when applied to the New Testament church, it denotes something unique. The local church is an assembly of believers in Jesus united together by a common confession in one localized body, ruled by the Scripture, and working together for the mission given to them by their Lord. Many New Testament letters were written to specific local churches, addressing issues relevant to them as they followed Christ. See 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 1, and Jude, verse 3. These churches regularly gathered together for the preaching of the Word, prayer, administration of the ordinances, and the singing of psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. See 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 20, Acts chapter 2, verse 42, and Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. And their unity was expressed in a common confession. The confession of every local church is simple. Jesus Christ is Lord. See Romans chapter 10, verse 9, Philippians chapter 2, verse 11, and 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Beyond that, recited and written confessions have been used by churches throughout history. Paul seems to be handing on a known confession to the church in Corinth when he wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 through 5, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the Twelve. Throughout church history, Presbyterians, Congregationalists, Lutherans, Baptists, and many others have made use of confessions of faith that summarize the doctrines that unite them together as individual churches and as cooperating churches. All this serves the mission of the church to which Jesus has commissioned us. If a local church is an assembly of united believers on mission— what are the essential components of a church that keep its light shining brightly? What makes for a true and healthy church can be boiled down to five essentials. 1. The right preaching of Scripture. 2. The proper administration of the ordinances. 3. The development of biblical leadership. 4. The gracious implementation of church discipline. And 5. A clear focus on the mission that Jesus gave the church. Part 1. The Word Rightly Preached The Word of God gives life to the church of God. See Ephesians chapter 2, verses 18-20. through 20. A church can exist and thrive spiritually only where the Scripture is rightly preached. Organization, programs, and ministers do not make a church. There must be preaching. Unfortunately, preaching is misunderstood by many churches today. Inspiring messages, practical and down-to-earth talks, and motivational speeches do not qualify as preaching. 
Good preaching will always be practical in the sense that sermons make the connection between the truth of Scripture and the real-life experience of the believer. Preaching that is strong indeed motivates and inspires, but not by virtue of eloquence or emotive stories. Something deep happens when the Word is rightly preached. To rightly preach the Word is to make known the truth of God from Scripture by exposing men, women, and children to the curse of sin and the hope of the gospel. Scripture is not rightly preached unless the law of God exposes our corruption and condemnation, the grace of God shows us the offer of forgiveness and eternal life, and the ways of God are encouraged in faith and repentance. There are different ways in which the word can be rightly preached, but it should always be expository, meaning that the truths contained in a particular passage are communicated by the preacher, emphasizing relevant implications and applications.